You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Welcome back, friends. I wonder if I'm the only one that sometimes struggles with my quiet time with the Lord. Really, I want to connect deeply and cultivate a deeper and stronger relationship with God, but sometimes it can be hard with your mind and anxiety and the world around us, the chaos that we live in. So then I have to ask myself, when I'm praying or quote unquote seeking God, why am I doing it? Am I praying and seeking God to answer my prayers or am I praying to seek God himself? Think about that for a minute. Are our prayers to get God to do our to-do list or our prayers simply to spend time in God and talk to him about what's going on in our lives? Now, that doesn't mean we can't ask God for things. The Bible tells us to ask all things in accordance to his will and that it will be given to us. In other words, do you want the power of God more than you want the presence of God? I can be guilty a lot of times of seeking God's power and seeking his hand to move greatly in my life and get my to-do list done. Let's go, God, over, wow, I get to sit and talk to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the creator of all the universe. I get to sit with him, spend time with him, commune with him. So then why don't we every day carve out that time that we can talk to him in the, mo- in the morning, talk to him at night, talk to him throughout the day. Why is it that I'm looking to have a better prayer life instead of to have a life praying? Well, today we're going to talk about some things that have helped me to get through what seems to be the difficult times, but really get to the point where I can truly spend time building a deeper relationship with God, my father. One of the things that is so important is to make a priority of spending every morning time with God. And before I close my eyes at night, so if the first thing I do when I open my eyes in the morning and the last thing I do when I close my eyes at night is talk to God about my day, about my feelings, about my heart, express myself. It's said throughout the Bible that Jesus woke up early when it was still dark and he went away to a solitude place. And he prayed to God, his father. And we're going to talk about some of the examples that we have from just a few of the many people in the Bible that had a truly effective prayer life. Maybe to you, it looks like before I get on Facebook, before I get on Instagram, before I reach for my phone and check my emails, I'm going to take a moment and acknowledge, thank you, Lord, for waking me up today. Thank you, Lord, for your presence in my life, for the ability to come to you through prayer just acknowledging God, because the Bible teaches us to acknowledge God in all of our ways, leaning not on our own understanding. Proverbs 3 is a great guideline about spending time with God, about spending time in his word. But just waking up in the morning, I can think of Proverbs 3, starting in verse 5 through 8. It says, trust the Lord with all your heart, leaning not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him. And he will make your path straight. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn from evil because this brings healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. Think about that. Waking up in the morning, acknowledge God. Waking up first thing in the morning, 
Acknowledge God. Seek God's path for the day. Asking God to give you wisdom and letting him bring refreshment, healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. Now we've woken up, we've acknowledged God, we've prayed a little bit. What about some self-reflection? This is a hard part because we get to stop for a moment and focus on our own hearts, but not for condemnation, to bring them to God, bringing our hearts to God. If we skip down to verse 13, it says, blesses the man or woman who finds wisdom, a man who acquires understanding is more profitable than silver. Her gain is better than fine gold. So we turn that wisdom inward and we ask, how's my heart doing? Am I holding inside hurts, pains, disappointments? If so, pray about it. Talk to God about what you're feeling. I'm feeling anxiety. I'm feeling attacked. I'm feeling alone. Lord, I'm feeling hurt because of this situation. Share your heart with God. And if that's hard for you to do because you just haven't established that kind of routine in your life, then get out a piece of paper and write a letter. Dear God, dear Jesus, today I feel dot, dot, dot. You fill in the blanks. Then tell him why you feel that way. Then after you acknowledge it, you confess it. Guess what you can do? Invite God into that situation. Share your feelings with God, invite him in, and then trust the Lord with all of your heart, leaning not on your own understanding. And as you check your heart and you're doing self-reflection, then we can ask God, where am I wrong? Where am I sinning? Where are my weaknesses? Where am I being apart from you, hardening my heart towards others? Uh, Where am I not honoring you or obeying you? Where am I not doing what he has called me to do? Because, you know, we think, well, I don't do bad, but not obeying God and the good that he asks you to do is also equally sinful. I know I don't like to hear that, but meditating on God's word, when God brings to your memory something that you've said or done, or maybe even thought or felt, then you have the ability to confess. And what does that look like? Well, second Chronicles chapter seven, verse 14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will hear their land. First John 119 says, if we confess our sin, he, God is faithful and just to not only forgive our sins, but to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, unrighteousness wrongdoings with your heart, your actions, your eyes, your hands, unjust, doing wrong morally, doing wrong physically, doing wrong emotionally, mentally, spiritually. He will cleanse us from all of that. Confession is expression of our faith in God's mercy to forgive and cleanse you solely because of the completed work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And it's linked to repentance because once you agree with God that what you're doing is wrong, which he already knows it, by the way, then you have to turn away from your sin and you get to turn towards God, towards his word, his righteousness, toward obeying his commands. And then the beautiful thing about confession is now the focus is off of us and we can put it back where it should be on God. The load, the weight of our sin is removed. So our hands that we've been carrying around this burden of sin, of mistakes, of regret, We hand it to Jesus and now our hands are open. And while our hands are open, we can lift them up and praise God. 
We can love others better because now we're not carrying these heavy loads. We can help others carry their loads. And this beautiful thing called confession, repentance, forgiveness, it teaches us and empowers us to help to forgive others who have hurt us. Because as we come to God asking for forgiveness, he knows we might do those things again. And yet he forgives us. And remember that forgiveness is a command. We are commanded to forgive others just as God forgives us. So we've prayed, we've talked to God, we've acknowledged him and invited him into our day, into our circumstances, our situations, our heart, which is the most important place. That's where he gets the most work done. We've confessed and asked him to forgive our sins and cleanse our unrighteousness. And now we can go to his word with an unburdened heart and seek in. Now, how do you read the Bible? Do we read it just to read it and check it off your list? Or do you meditate on it, keeping it in front of you? Memorizing scripture is a beautiful thing. If that scripture lives in your heart and not just in your head. If the scripture only lives in your head and doesn't make it into your heart, then it doesn't really have an impact in your life and in the lives of others around you. But when we meditate, it's to dwell on anything in thought, to study. Remember that the Bible is not there just to inform us, but to transform us. So reading the Bible quickly without serious meditation, without applying your mind and your heart and really tearing the the scripture apart, thinking about it, chewing on it, considering it, allowing it to affect our mind and our hearts will not lead us to a deeper relationship with God. It will just lead us to more information. In Psalm 19, it says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Psalm 119, 15 says, I will meditate on your precepts or your truths and fix my eyes on your ways. And Philippians 4, 8 gives us an example of what that looks like. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable. If there's anything excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. And Psalm 119, 97 says, oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all day long. And Psalm 1 verse 2 says, but his delight, but your delight, but our delight is on the law of the Lord. And on his law, we meditate day and night. Why do we do that? Because Isaiah 26, 3 teaches us, you keep, you God, keep him or her, Lisa or you, in perfect peace when my mind is stayed on you because we trust in you. In Proverbs 4, verse 20 through 22 says, my son or daughter, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. Why? For they are life to those who find them and healing to all of their flesh. God's word is a healing balm over our flesh and our heart. Psalm 119, 97 through 99 says, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all day. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditations. What a wonderful work. When you're thinking about problems, situations, you have anxiety, Psalm 145, verse 5, on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wonderful works will I meditate. Stop for a minute and think about what God has done in your life. Think about how he has shown up, how he has led you, how he is with you. His presence is always with you and allow that to be the focus of your day. 
God, you did it before. You can do it again. Now let's talk for a minute about a few people who have learned this, how have really been able to learn this. And, and you see an example in their lives. In the book of Daniel 6.10, he had a habit of praying three times a day, kneeling towards his window. Daniel verse 10, Daniel's given a vision and it says, starting in verse 10, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. And he said, Daniel, you who are highly esteemed, consider carefully the words that I'm speaking to you and stand up for I have now been sent to you. And when he said this to me, it says, I stood up trembling. Then he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before the Lord, your words were heard. And I have come in response to them. Maybe you've experienced a time that you've prayed and prayed and God feels so far away and silent. I've experienced that, that I wonder if my prayers are even passing through my ceiling. Lord, are you even there? Do you hear me? Why won't you answer? But we learn here in Daniel 10, verse 12, that since the first day Daniel prayed, he calls it, set your mind to gain understanding and humbled yourself before the Lord. God heard Daniel's words and he sent the help that Daniel needed. Later on in verse 18, it says again, the one who looked like a man touched me and gave me strength. Don't be afraid. You who are highly esteemed. He said, peace, be strong now, be strong. And when he spoke to me, I was strengthened. And I said, speak my Lord, since you have given me strength. Another person in the Bible that the Lord actually revealed a portion of his glory to that it says that he spoke to him face to face is Moses. In Exodus 33 verses 15 through 18, we see this conversation where Moses tells God, if your present doesn't go with us, then don't bring us up from here because we want it to be known that we're your people. And later on, God responds and he says, I will also do this that you have spoken for you have found grace in my sight and I know you by name. And then Moses asks him, please show me your glory. And now let's talk for a minute about Jesus. Luke 3.21, it says, now when all the people were baptized, Jesus was also baptized. And while he was praying, heaven opened. Jesus' prayers opens heaven. Jesus' crucifixion on the cross broke the veil that used to stop us from having direct communication from God. So Jesus literally opened heaven for himself and for you and me to have open access. Again and again through the Bible, it says that he went up to the mountain by himself to pray when it was evening. He was alone there. It says he he left to a mountain to pray and it was early in the morning. In Luke 6, it says he went to the mountain to pray and he spent the entire night praying to God. Mark 1 says it was early in the morning. It was still dark. He got up and he left the house and he went to a secluded place and he prayed. Jesus would often slip away to the wilderness and he would pray. In Luke 11, it says that he was praying. And after he prayed, his disciples said, teach us to pray. Jesus teaches us to pray, not only by example, by model, by modeling it, but he lived it. When he sat down to eat, he gave thanks. In front of others, he prayed privately, corporately, in community. Jesus had a life full of prayer. You know, in Psalm, it says that just like the deer pants for water, that's how our soul pants after God. In Hebrews 7, it says that he's still making intercession for us. He lives to make intercession for us. Jesus prayed for himself. Jesus prayed for God to be glorified. Jesus sought forgiveness of others. Jesus never sinned, but he prayed, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And listen, 
you might be in a place where I have also been that you want to pray that God will get somebody. But when you grow in spiritual maturity, when God is the one leading you, then you can pray God forgive them because they really don't know what they're doing. And if you've never had that experience, let one of your kids or someone that you love dearly do something wrong to you or to somebody else. And you will find yourself on your knees asking God to forgive them. So as Jesus taught us to pray for himself, for the walk, even for God to remove this cup from him. But then he says, but not my will, your will be done. Jesus is the example of praying for others, praying for relationships, seeking God's presence, not only his power, but seeking God's presence. Praying is just talking to God. So how can you have a relationship with someone that you don't talk to? I find in my life that the people I talk to the most are the people that I have the deepest relationships with because I know their heart. They know my heart. They know what's going on in my life, with my kids and my family. They know the things that are causing me to thank God. They know the things that are causing me to cry out to God. And they're the ones that go to the father on my behalf, on their knees, praying for my situations as I also pray for theirs. And I pray for you too, friend. I pray that wherever you find yourself today, whatever situation you're in, whether it be a time of praise and joy in your life or of turmoil and chaos, like a lot of us find ourselves in, that you would ask God to help you. Lord, help me to have a praying life. Lead me, teach me to pray. The disciples asked him, teach us to pray. And he answered, how much more will he teach you? And you know what the best thing about prayers is that the Bible tells us that we have the Holy Spirit who interprets our words. That means even when you can't find the right words to pray and your words aren't eloquent or you don't even know what to pray. Sometimes I've been so hurt. I don't even know what to pray, but I know that the Holy Spirit stands in a place to interpret my prayers and bring them before the father. And then one more thing that you can do while you're spending time with God is praise him. Don't only praise him for what he does. There's a, there's a time and a place for that. But I encourage you not only to say thank you for this day. Thank you for answering this prayer. Thank you for this new job that you gave me. Thank you for, you know, what, the list of things that he does for us every day out of his great mercy. But thank him for who he is. Thank him that he is a wonderful counselor. Thank him that he is forgiving and kind and he is slow to anger, that he abounds in love. Thank you that he is actively participates in our prayers. The Bible says he leans down. He bends down to listen when you pray. Thank him that he speaks to us through his word, through the Holy Spirit and through others. Thank God, not only for what he does, but for who he is. Well, friend, I hope that this time has encouraged you and inspired you to want to deepen and strengthen your prayer life. As you spend time with God, praying, reading his word, meditating on his word, memorizing his word, confessing your sins, receiving grace and mercy, extending that grace, mercy, and forgiveness to others and praising God. I have a challenge for you. Every morning as you wake up and spend time with God, God will reveal something to you. He will reveal something of himself to you. It might be little, it might be huge, but God reveals himself to us. What will you do with that? Allow it to transform your life transform your heart, and then allow yourself to be used as a vessel of God as you share what you learned with others. I love it. I have a friend of mine that will send me verses about God, videos about God. She'll call me and she'll tell me what she learned and what God is showing her. 
And can I tell you that it deepens my own relationship with God? Because I, I see what he's showing her and she shares it with me. I can learn it too. I can get a higher view of God. I get a better understanding of God. As you set your mind to pray, remember, set your heart to seek understanding. Come to God with a humble heart, a high view of God and a true view of yourself. Ask God for forgiveness. Repent, turn away from your sin and turn towards God and seek God's glory. Seek God's presence. Seek a deeper walk with God. Every time you do this, you will walk away with a little bit of better understanding of who God is. And remember that we have a helper. We have a helper. In John 14, it says, I will ask the father and he will give you another helper and he will be with you forever. Guess what that means? You have a helper. You know what his name is? The Holy Spirit. Ask God to give you more of the Holy Spirit so that you will understand him better, so that you will love him more. Ask God to increase the size of your heart so you can love him more. You know what he'll do? He'll take out all the gook inside of your heart. He'll remove all the things that shouldn't be there. He might reveal some idols that you have in your life. What's an idol? Something that takes the place of God. Something that you give more importance to than God himself. And as he reveals it, it's just another opportunity for you to confess it to God and to make things right and to cultivate that communication with God. As he speaks to you, you respond. And as you respond, he can trust you to give you more information. But it's not information that we're seeking. It's revelation. And that revelation should transform our walk with God every single day. Well, thanks for listening, friends. Until next time. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?